Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the PR students in Kent State University's School of Journalism and Mass Communication. Hi, everybody, and thank you for tuning in today to our digital PR podcast. My name is Sophia Ionelli, and I am a junior PR major here at Kent. Hi, everyone, and this is Madeline Payet, and I am a senior public relations major also at Kent State. And today we're going to talk to you a little bit about social media moderators and what the impact of COVID-19 has had on social media moderating right now. So, Sophia, if you want to go into a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, something that Maddie and I have both noticed is these notifications we're getting on different social media platforms talking about how um, their moderators aren't working as much as they were before. So, all of our feeds are really being managed automatically. Um, So, AI has really taken over, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, maybe even Instagram. A lot of people are experiencing their social media posts or their content being flagged or removed from the platform. Um, And typically, the argument there is that it goes against some sort of community guideline. Um, But people are actually getting really frustrated because all they're doing is simply reposting an article or stating their opinion on something, um, especially that has to do with COVID-19 and their stuff is getting taken down. Um, and it's really because there's just no human intervention going on. So there's, I've definitely personally seen a few um, people complaining on Facebook about how they shared an article or they stated their opinion on something. And then all of a sudden it was taken down and they posted asking, you know, if anybody knew what was going on or what happened. So like Maddie, have you seen anything specifically that relates to this? Yeah, so I have seen a couple of different people and even um, some people of prominence who have posted or tried to reshare certain um, articles and then it's getting taken down. Um, I've seen a lot with Facebook so far. So their things are getting flagged or taken down or marked as spam um, just for sharing these articles that have COVID-19 in them or discuss the coronavirus and what it is. And if you don't know what a social media moderator is, um, for those of you listening, So social media moderator is a human person who is sifting through all of the content on these platforms. So they're spending hours and hours a day sifting through all of this content and choosing what should is able to be posted and what does go against those community guidelines like Sophia mentioned um, and marking those as spam. So right now with a lot of people and a lot of tech companies out in San Francisco and Silicon Valley, they're, you know, doing right by their, company doing right by their employer or employees and sending them home because they have these stay-at-home work orders, um, just like we do in Ohio. And now they're having to rely on the automated algorithms and on the artificial intelligence and AI to really choose what is and what isn't able to be on that platform. So I have seen some users who are sharing posts and they're getting frustrated because their posts are getting taken down um, and they feel like that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And I, I mean, I definitely understand the frustration. I can imagine that if something I posted uh, on Facebook or Twitter and it just got suddenly taken down, especially if I like there was no malicious intent behind it, I would probably be pretty frustrated too. Um, it hasn't happened to me. So luckily I haven't had to experience it. But 
I think that for us, maybe it's a little more understandable just because we study, um, obviously, like digital PR and, and things that go into the digital world. But for people that don't really understand, I can imagine they're just confused and they might feel a little bit attacked by these platforms with all of their, maybe not all of their content, but some of their content just being taken away um, for no clear reason. So I think that like my view is that I, I can really understand why it's going on. Um, this is a really like unprecedented type of situation like COVID-19 and nobody really knew what it was going to do. And you know, if we have to choose between the safety of these workers that are social media monitors um, and monitoring social media, we're probably going to choose the safety of those employees. So I, I understand it, but I can definitely see where people are coming from with frustration. Yeah, absolutely. And I think how you brought up the understanding, you know, we've been um, blessed in our major to really dig into the media and learn about the way it operates and why and how it does that. Um, but I think user understandability is really something that these social media companies, in my opinion, should be um, reaching out to their users to help them understand this better because, you know, and there are like Mark Zuckerberg came out and said that this can result in some false positives by removing content that doesn't need to be taken down, but is anyways, they're doing it just to try and stay on the safe side of things. But I think there could be a better connection, a better communication between these companies and their users um, to help users understand why this is happening or maybe why their post got taken down. And it's simply because there's not, you know, those moderators there sifting through stuff and being able to actually do their jobs completely and look and see whose stuff should be taken down and who shouldn't. It's all based on a computer and what a computer says or thinks. So I think, you know, those companies can do a little bit better than they are but you know right now is a crazy time and you know companies are really trying to stay ahead of things but it can be difficult with everything kind of changing every you know 10 minutes and like going off of that too because something I know we wanted to talk about was you know fake news and the spread of misinformation you know how did how did these moderators or you know the AI you know what they're trying to do is hold back and stop as much misinformation as they can stop the spread of that and stop fake news um but obviously you know it's computers are not getting all of it so I just want to know like what are your thoughts on on that right now yeah absolutely I mean a huge like you said a huge huge part of social media monitoring um and really kind of its main goal is to keep that misinformation or dangerous or offensive um content off the internet so without these humans that are there to intervene and really absorb the sentiment of these posts, and that's something we talk a lot about in classes, the sentiment of a social media post and computers, they can't always measure if what you're saying is positive or negative or neutral. It really does take a human touch. So without, you know, these employees and these moderators working and reading these posts and gauging the sentiment themselves, um, a lot of that is lost in, in computer moderating. So misinformation and fake news, it's going to slip through the cracks. And that's, I think, the scarier part of this is it's not just about what users are posting and then their content getting taken down, but it's a lot about what users are consuming and the media and everything that might normally be taken down for being, you know, misinformation is still up there and people are reading it and consuming it and believing it. And I think that's 
something that's really important to talk about and make sure that people are fully aware about the situation and how it's affecting fake news and misinformation and the spread of it because it definitely is you know increasing the ability of misinformation to be spread so I guess a question for you is what are some ways that you go about making sure the content you consume is reliable? Yeah, so I really dig deep into sources and especially when you're, you know, getting your news from social media outlets like Twitter and Facebook, making sure that you're not just reading the headline, that you're clicking on the article or clicking on the post and really reading it and making sure that everything in it seems factual and verifying with, you know, other sources that you know are reputable and making sure that there's not just one company say this, that you can see this on multiple different, um, through multiple different organizations. And I know myself, you know, being a public relations major, we've always been, had that drilled into our head to make sure that our sources are reputable, make sure that we're, you know, getting our information from somewhere that, you know, is a very respected source and has a good reputation and hasn't had a past with, you know, reporting fake news or reporting misinformation. So I myself, like I have my own list that I go off of when I use for news sources. So I get automatic updates on my phone from like the New York Times, the Washington Post, um, BBC News. Those are some sources that I've really grown to trust and, you know, they resonate with me. But like I said, it's making sure you you click on those articles and you're reading it all the way through and you're making sure that, you know, if you're clicking on an article and it's from a news source that you've probably never heard of, then it's probably not the most accurate. It's probably not the most accurate source of information or, you know, we do have these bigger media groups that do have a trust with the public. And, you know, it's important that we keep that trust right now, which a lot of times is difficult, especially in an election year to you know, sift through and find media outlets that you can trust or that you can look at, you know, objectively without having a political bias as well. Yeah, for sure. Those are all really, really important things that I definitely do as well. And I know, um, I remember you talking to me before about, uh, like, a story that you saw about 5G towers and how it was kind of fake news or misinformation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I thought it was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So right now there are, there's a conspiracy theory going around about 5G towers and how that has a connection to the coronavirus and how the 5G towers that are newer are weakening people's immune system, which is making them more prone to get to getting coronavirus. And right now it's just a conspiracy theory. There's no actual factual um, backing to it, but it's actually really heavy over in the UK right now where a lot of people are believing this conspiracy theory because it's being shared on all these social media channels that, you know, 5G towers have a connection to coronavirus. And over in England, they're having issues with people going and lighting these 5G towers on fire. So people are trying to burn down these 5G towers because they, you know, are seeing all of this misinformation being spread across their social platforms. And they believe it because, you know, we have, when you have Facebook in your face 24 seven, especially now with people working from home mainly, there's so much more content out there and content slipping through the cracks because there's so many more people that are able to post content right now because people are at home and they have their computer in front of them. Um, but yeah, it's it's been crazy to kind of read up and like see that people are actually burning down these towers because they see a post on Facebook and they think that it 
is true. They automatically think that it's true. Um, and kind of going back to sentiment, it goes back to like, you know, who's sharing this? If it's your family member, if it's your mom, your dad, your brother, they're sharing this, you know, you normally you trust those people. So if there's people that you trust that are spreading misinformation and that chain keeps going and it keeps just going and going and going, there's all of these people out there that now think that it's true. And I've found too, when so many people consume the same amount of misinformation or consume the same content of misinformation, it's hard to convince them that it's not the truth. It's hard to then go and tell them like, no, like what you read is not accurate because they've already built this up in their mind. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's crazy to think of, you know, how much social media influences us and how we can read one thing and then it just kind of gets stuck in our brain. Um, even if you don't see it multiple places, sometimes you can just, you read it and it, it can seem so true or sound so true that you just believe it from there on out. So it really goes to show the kind of influence that social media has. Um, I know one other thing that we definitely want to talk about is the effect that this kind of moderation issue is having on ads um, for all of these brands that are really used to running ads online. Uh, not having these moderators is slowing down ad reviews. So maybe I personally wouldn't say I've noticed less ads online. I, there's definitely still a lot out there, but I can only imagine how many are, you know, still in the review process just because this is slowing it down so much. So I'm really interested in the future to see kind of how this all affected ad revenue and um, what brands are bringing in from ads. And even if their ads are making it out onto the platforms. Yeah. And I agree with that too. And like how you were just talking about um, the influence that social media has. I also think we get to tie into is the reliability that we as you know, society has, we've had on social media. So we were, you know, we're relying on these places to get our news. We're relying as businesses on using digital marketing and using digital advertising and techniques to get our messages out to our consumers. And, you know, we have these ads that are being held up in the review process. So how, how is that going to affect too, you know, the business's relationship with their consumers if they're not really able to get a mass message out as immediate as they normally would be. Absolutely. I mean, this pandemic is kind of taking over. I mean, it has taken over everything, um, especially, you know, everybody is working digitally now. So there's such a huge focus on digital communication, uh, which is really cool to watch, especially as PR students. Um, and I think this all tied in really well to what we're learning in class. And it's becoming super, super relevant in the real world and with everything that's going on. So we thank everybody for tuning in with us to talk a little bit about this. Um, and definitely, you know, keep your eyes on the news and make sure that you're checking all of your sources um, and stay up to date with everything that's going on because it's super, super important to stay informed right now. I think you would agree, Maddie. Yeah, absolutely. And just making sure, you know, I know it can be overwhelming right now with having all of this information constantly be being thrown at us on almost every different channel that you go on but just taking a time to also like keep your own mental health in a good spirit and just you know soaking your information in and making sure that you're blocking out a lot of the negative and looking at things objectively and just you know stay safe stay healthy stay home um and just stay doing what you would normally do but just have 
you know, be more aware of everything going on. Cause I think awareness is going to be something that is, has a huge impact on the outcome of this. Exactly. And if we in the digital PR podcast clan can find a way to still bring you guys podcasts from like miles and miles away from our own homes, you can find a way to do things digitally too. So stay home, wash your hands, stay safe. And thanks for tuning in. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, share, and send us your comments on SoundCloud or tweet us using the hashtag PROnlineChat.